Hello, and welcome to the Aquarian Spirals podcast. Musings on astrology, cosmology, practical woo, non-monogamy, and just general witchiness. Your guide to love-soaked revolution and paradigm shift. Hi, friends. I recorded this podcast episode and then went back to listen to it and realized that there's a whole bunch of digi noise, and that's really annoying. Um, but I'm not going to redo it, and I am going to apologize to you for that noise. It's, you know, it's it's worse at the beginning, and then it kind of gets better. Um, but it's there, and I'm sorry, and I love you. Now on with the show. Hello again. Welcome to episode 23 for Monday, December 13th, 2021. I'm your host, Amanda Moreno, astrologer, soul worker, paradigm buster, and love of sunshine, which is not really happening right now. (laughs) Just kidding. I love rain too. Uh, So welcome back. Long time no podcast again. I am here with you today because I want to talk about Venus retrograde in Capricorn. But before that, announcements. What are my announcements? Um, I do have a Venus retrograde class. It's called Deconstructing the Myth of Soulmate. It is a seven-week series, and it's all written in audio lectures, so you don't have to like show up to class if you don't want to. Um, I will say more about that at the end, but it starts on December 13th. Registration stays open till December 17th. And it's just a way for you to kind of work with the Venus retrograde energies and do energy healings, energy clearings, uh, ritual, things like that. It's good stuff. I also have a new season of Astro Circle scheduled for the beginning of 2022. That's a monthly community building Astro Babble gathering that I host. Uh, Topics range from the nodes in Taurus and Scorpio to modern and traditional rulerships to Astro Drama. So you can check out the full schedule at my website. I probably have other things to announce, um, but I'm kind of itching to get this brain dump of a podcast started. So... I will pause that till later. So this episode's going to have two parts. One will be talking about Venus retrograde and how you can work with it at a personal level, breaking down the archetypes, etc. Um, just kind of serving as like an introduction to what is going on in the six weeks of the retrograde. And then part two will be a discussion about some of the broader astrology and collective issues. Um, You know, I I do believe that astrology at its best is a tool for personal awareness and increased social consciousness. Uh, And so this Venus retrograde can be 100% used to focus on your inner world um, and your personal stuff. But I would be remiss to leave out that it is an intensely collective retrograde as well. Yes, it is a personal planet, but it is in a collective sign and it is hitting up the degrees of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which was exact pretty much the day that that COVID kind of like broke out on the world stage. Um, And it's also brushing up against the United States Pluto. So especially for folks living in the US, I think this is going to be a very um, 
impactful and relevatory time. And I've had my eye on this period of time for over a year now, so I have lots of thoughts to share. Um, but in short, you know, if I just give you like the, the upfront summary, this is a time period that's asking us to look at the heart of our values and to decondition from shit we've learned about who we should be and what we should love and who we should love and how we should love and to evolve that into a more sustainable and successful direction that's based in who we are as individuals and then you know who we want to be as a collective we've been in this big dismantling process of you know our 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 systems and our institutions you know for a very long time but particularly since pluto entered capricorn in 2008 and we have to start figuring out how to rebuild and implicit in that is accepting that a lot of things are collapsing right now. We can't stay in denial and la la land about that. So, you know, Capricorn is an archetype that's associated with the shoulds and the oughts and the duties and the obligations that we carry. And sometimes that's what we, you know, sometimes when we have things that we should do, but we don't or whatever, it can get distorted into regret, right? The kind of like coulda, shoulda, woulda thing. Um, but Venus retrograde is a time for examining all of that and, and doing deep excavations into our relationship with our conditioning. And I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here. Um, so I'm going to go through some basic dates, but for the most part, the, you know, the nitty gritty of the, the, the transits within the retrograde itself is something that I went over in an astro circle in November. You can join my Patreon to get access to that. Uh, and something I will go through again in the deconstructing the myth of soulmate class. But we should note that Venus will station retrograde in the 26th degree of Capricorn on December 19th. It'll then station direct in the 11th degree of Capricorn on January 29th, 2022. And so if you have planets between 11 and 27 degrees Capricorn, or any of the cardinal signs, Aries, Libra, Cancer, this might be impacting you more. For those of you who want to track pre and post shadow periods, the pre shadow period started November 17th, and the post shadow period runs through March 1st. Capricorn all told, or sorry, Venus is in Capricorn all told from November 5th to March 5th. That's a long time. So some key questions right off the bat for you to do some reflective journaling around or take to your therapist or even just hold with you as you're experiencing the next few weeks include, what do I value? How do I base my decisions in those values or do I? What behaviors back up those values? What does success mean to me? And how is that definition connected to my values? What is my relationship with authority? What is my relationship to my inner authority? And keeping in mind that Venus retrograde, especially this one that is so tuned into Plutonian processes, is a time to go deep with those questions. It's not just like going with whatever answer comes up, especially if it feels rote, like you're just kind of like, you know, regurgitating out what you always say. You got to dig. 
you got to question yourself. Where does your answer come from? Why are you answering the way that you are? Does your answer match up with your actual lived experience? So for example, you could take that question of um, how do I define success? Take the definition and then as a separate little exercise, reflect back on your life. What are, what are times in your life you have felt successful? Imagine yourself in those. Okay, does that experience ma- match up with your definition of success? So Venus retrograde periods happen every 18 months. Uh, the last one was in Gemini in May and June of 2020. And before that, there was one in Scorpio in October of 2018. Um, they happen in the same sign every eight years, approximately the same part of the zodiac. So you can think back to December of 2013 and January of 2014. That would be the most recent Venus retrograde in Capricorn. And then eight years before that and that. And I can't do math in my head, so I'm not going to spit those out. But you can see if there's any patterns. And so what I would like to note about the Venusian archetype right now, and I have a webinar on my website that you can go watch if you want more. I'm sure I've done podcasts about Venus as well because I love Venus. Uh, but what I want to note right now is that it is in fact associated with Libra, right? Venus is a ruler of Libra. But it's also the ruler of Taurus, and I feel like sometimes that Taurian Venus um, interpretation gets left out. Venus in Taurus is talking to us about the inner side of the archetype. It's about the power within. It is about our physical world security, our relationship with our foundations, our relationship with our resources. So money and physical possessions, sure but also our connection with our inherent worth. So Venus can also be linked into issues of self-esteem, self-worth, and all of this links into values, right? Hence the core question, what do I value? What do I have that is valuable? What are my skills? And then from that place of knowing what we're worth and what we value and therefore what we need, we can extend to others. That is the outer side of Venus. That's Venus in Libra. And we're kind of conditioned into thinking things like, you're nobody till somebody loves you. And other bullshit like that that romanticizes the idea that we must find completion outside of ourselves. Right? And that's a lot of us carry a lot of baggage around that. And this gets into that kind of Capricorn conditioning and, you know, that pause. Hold on before I jump ahead of myself again. I'm not here to tell you that you can only find completion within. I'm not into swinging to polarities. It's not like it's, you know, you're nobody till somebody loves you or like you won't ever have a relationship until you love yourself. I had, both things are just, again, they're polarized. They're, they're distortions. They can be harmful. But the Libra distortions of codependency, like, you know, what role do I have to play to keep you in my life? Um, and the Libra distortion of placation um, can become second nature to many of us. Our power becomes externalized. I am not worth anything unless I have, you know, attachment or involvement with these external things. And so we need balance there. 
And Venus is about figuring out our essential needs at all levels. And then we can communicate them and work to get those needs met. Um, and that also gets into this notion of like having to figure out who we are in order to figure out what we need. And Venus retrograde periods are a time for that kind of work. It's also helpful to keep in mind that for the Babylonians, the Mayan, and and many other um, cultures, their, their archetypal correlates to Venus are just their interpretation of the planet itself and their astrologies uh, had to do with love and war, right? So that, uh, in my humble opinion, the fucked up version of Venus as a clamshell goddess ideal is really just stripped down and often harmful, very much a tool of the patriarchy, very much. Uh, but again, there's nuance there. If you consciously dig into your stuff, and work to uncover your authentic self amidst all of your conditioning, and you figure out that Venus as clamshell goddess is something you totally resonate with, fantastic. It's all about conscious choice. It's all about just like being aware of where this programming is coming from. So Venus retrograde is a time where we're invited to reflect on Venusian themes and do inner work around our personal values, our needs, our feelings, and relationships. Um, and when I say relationship, I mean relationship to others, sure, but also relationship to ourselves at all levels, body, soul, spirit, um, and to the earth as well. Venus retrograde is often also referred to as an underworld journey. So think of this in terms of you know, the retrograde itself is 40 days and 40 nights, right? So there's that kind of correlation. But also Venus quite literally disappears in the middle of the retrograde, right? So right now, if you can see the sky at night, you lucky, lucky being who doesn't live in the Pacific Northwest, uh, you can view Venus as evening star. So she's setting very close to the sun, and she's very bright. And then uh, in the week or so spanning January 8th, which is the midpoint of the retrograde, Venus comes under the rays of the sun and becomes invisible, right? And then it's born again as morning star. So she starts to rise in the morning. So there is a descent and a disappearance reflected to us in the skies, right? And so there's that, that theme of rebirth. Uh, and that theme of death and rebirth, of regeneration and transformation, is mega amplified by the fact that Venus spends the first part of her retrograde conjunct Pluto. So the exact hits of that conjunction are December 11th, December 25th, and March 3rd, right? So one before the retrograde, one during, and one after. But in essence, Venus spends about a month conjunct Pluto. And... So this is a double underworld signature that's going to require, I think it's going to require a lot of care, uh, but the possibilities here are just incredible. I think that this is a signature of true empowerment and breakthrough and Phoenix rising from the ashes. Um, I think that there's lots of opportunities for even some gentle healing in this retrograde. Uh, but, you know, let's talk a bit about those challenges. Venus retrogrades are about so many things, but a core one is, in fact, relationships. And with Venus, with Venus's relationship to Pluto here, it's going to be really important to keep an eye out for things like jealousy, possessiveness, 
any kind of big emotional disruptions, volcanic eruptions that come from fear of not having your physical, mental, or emotional needs met, particularly within romantic or life-entrenched relationships. Um, we could all be more prone to obsessing over things during this time, and this might be particularly true if, you know, whenever you're feeling off, you tend to fixate on your relationships, regardless of whether they're the source of your discomfort or not. This could also be true if, say, you know, there's another, there's more fear around a new variant of coronavirus, and what will the holidays look like? Will I be included? Right? So Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto is speaking to an evolutionary mandate we have to work through our shit, to get rid of what's not working, and to move forward. So this is soul level evolution we're talking about. And you could see acceleration here in your life, acceleration in terms of your emotions or situations in your life or breakthroughs um, or relationships. It could be... You know, Venus retrograde is known as a time where past lovers come back and there's kind of a, a burning through of the karma, whether it's the literal lover coming back or just, you know, patterns or themes from that relationship. And I think that, you know, it's going to be really important not to stuff or repress your feelings. Um, but that could also be really hard because Capricorn. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about Capricorn. What are some good Capricorn words? Oh, let's see here. Authority, power, conditioning, which I use a lot for Capricorn. Structure, social contracts, legacy, sustainability, morality, fear, commitment, hard work, elderhood, laws, emotional maturity and accountability. So Venus as a force of the way we relate to ourselves uh, in Capricorn is trying to relate to resources, specifically our material ones um, in ways that are sustainable and make sense. It's also trying to relate to our reputation and our status. And Venus as a force of the way we relate to others wants relationships to have structure and practicality to them. It wants that set monthly check-in or traditions to honor our commitments and anniversaries. Uh, Venus in Capricorn is loyal. It is hardworking. It, it is willing to do the work to make the relationship work. <laughs> right? So that means that this is a time when reviewing our commitments and relationship contracts and responsibilities is well served. Um, natally speaking, you know, Venus and Capricorn folks can, you know, play hard to get or, or be hard to understand maybe. And they definitely have standards. They can be kind of reserved. Um, and they really like knowing what the rules are. Right? They, they also like control. And yes, that can lend itself really well to kink dynamics. Um, but they like people they can work well with. And Venus and Capricorn is trying to help us understand the ways our feeling nature and our emotional energy is tied into the world around us in terms of the earth element and material reality, but also the structures and institutions that make up our society. Capricorn has to do with our 
crystallized patterns of consciousness. And, you know, in any Venus retrograde period, I'm recommending that folks make extra time for inner work. But this is more the case now because the opportunity for big shifts is huge. But also when we have crystallized patterns of consciousness, right, that can be things that just operate automatically. Think of the shoulds, right? I know I should do this thing. And so it becomes a part of our behavior that we don't even think about anymore. And so you have to kind of like break up the crystals in there. Um, and that opportunity for big shifts is also mirrored in the fact that Venus is currently the ruler of Uranus, which is in Taurus, right? So Venus is facilitating those breakthrough changes to our essential needs and our relationship to our bodies and our somatic experiences um, as represented by Uranus and Taurus. But also after mid-January, Venus will be the ruler of the North Node in Taurus. And that fundamental question arises once again there that I just keep bringing to this podcast over and over again. How can we create systems of value that are respectful of all bodies, including the body of the earth, right? How do we ensure we use resources in sustainable ways? This is such a core question. As an archetype that corresponds with crystallized patterns of consciousness, it also helps us understand how we internalize external authority from our parents, from our government, from our peers, uh, through pressure to conform a lot of times pressure to conform in our society is directly linked to fear of punishment, right? Fear of death. And the internalization of those external sources of authority is what develops our inner judge, our inner critic. And so another set of vital questions rises to the surface. Um, how do my judgment patterns need to change? What does my inner critic sound like? Where did it come from? How can I take steps to heal, to heal that inner critic and become more compassionate with myself? How can I reparent myself? So by house in the natal chart, right? Whatever house you have 11 to 27 degrees of Capricorn, that'll give us an area, that'll give you an area of life to focus on or an area of life where you might be excavating some really deeply repressed material, um, or feelings or shadow stuff, or maybe just simply an area of life where you need to establish new routines that support your ability to, you know, succeed. This can be really deeply repressed stuff and, and, you know, those kinds of excavations can be really hard. So when we're dealing with Capricorn, we're also dealing with guilt and shame. So be gentle with yourself. If you're feeling pulled into the underworld in the next six weeks, seek support. Um, other major themes might include how do you judge yourself based on how you measure up, right? Measure up to siblings, to coworkers, peers. Capricorn is fucking competitive. Uh, again, think of conditioning, like in families with multiple kids, for example, there can be lots of pressure from the expectations of our parents and whether they're explicit or totally unconscious projections from the parents, um, we can compete, right? 
Capricorn has to do with success and achievement. Some would say, you know, a little competition never hurt anyone. But again, where is that drive to compete coming from? What are you trying to prove? Is it harmful? Is it helpful? Other themes, looking at the ways hierarchy and power affect our relationships. And how are hierarchy and power present within your relationships? And why? Looking at the ways we've been conditioned to expect certain things in our relationships, right? Like, why do you expect the things that you expect? What is your relationship to failure? Particularly in relationship. Is a relationship a failure if it ends? What if it needs to end? Right? Could walking away from a relationship be an achievement or a success? Capricorn has loneliness to it. Um, we enter Capricorn season at the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, the time when the sun stands still. So there is a need for whew, quiet and simplicity and solitude. And, you know, there can be incredible emptiness at this time of year as well, particularly in a society where, you know, instead of hearing the call to go in, we we kind of glut ourselves in materialism. And that's not to say that gift giving can't be a warm, warming, heart filling activity, but um, just an acknowledgement here that it can be a hard time of year. It can be a time of year that brings up those family conditioning patterns and guilt and shame, right? So in Capricorn times, we, we face our limitations. And Capricorn medicine is, has to do with acceptance, accepting where we are and making plans accordingly. This is hugely relevant to the world stage, but you know, maybe that's a plan to push through the limits, or maybe that's a plan to work within them. The point is that Capricorn is patient and consistent and progressive and that it takes a one step in front of the other or one step after the other or whatever that saying is. Right? So this is a really good opportunity to get in touch with your inner authority and agency. And Venus and Cappy is really trying to help us understand the ways our feeling nature, Venus has to do with feelings, and our emotional energy, Venus also has to do with emotions, is tied to the world around us in terms of the earth element and our material reality, but also the structures and institutions that make up our society. Um, a couple other notes before I move on to part two. One is that Chiron is stationing direct at the same time as Venus stations retrograde that same day, December 19th. And that can turn up the volume on wounds that um, have to do with self-expression and that feel particularly feisty. Aries does not want to think first. Aries wants to act. And so this could be a time where more impulsive emotions come to the surface. And then when Venus stations direct January 29th, it will be in a square to Chiron in Aries. And then as I said already, Uranus is currently in a Venus ruled sign. And, and so it's way more attuned to Venus, Venus's movements, right? The end of the retrograde, um, Venus will be in an almost exact trine with Uranus. And Venus-Uranus combinations disrupt relationship structures. They are a catalyst for breakups and divorces or for big-time changes that make the relationship more functional. Uh, Venus-Uranus 
pushes relationships to innovate and become something that will benefit the individuation process of those involved, right? So there's renegotiations or sudden changes. Um, So, you know, as you do your Venus retrograde review, particularly if it has to do with specific relationships in your life, the end of the retrograde might be a time to institute changes, right? Like figure out what you need and then speak up about it. Um, I would also anticipate seeing sudden changes and breakups in the news in mid to late January. Um, Venus Uranus is also, just side note, really great for artistic creativity and breakthroughs in the ways that we process emotions. And especially because it's a trine, it's not as like, oh God, Uranus, you know, don't pull the rug out from under me. Um, And then lastly, Venus itself is ruled by Saturn and Aquarius for the duration of this retrograde, which brings me to the collective astrology portion of our time together today. So as I mentioned, this Venus retrograde period will see us, um, we'll see Venus revisiting that oh so familiar to us at this point, 23 degree Capricorn range. So um, 22 plus is the degree of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Um, And we all know, or at least those of us following astrology know that late Cardinal has been home to so much action with Jupiter and Saturn spending much of 2020 there. And then, you know, the Mars, um, Mars in Aries retrograde last year that was squaring all of that. And so a lot of the like era defining astrology has taken place in that range. And so, you know, keeping in mind that Venus does retrograde through this portion of Capricorn specifically every eight years. So that that's not new. It's just that we're now super attuned to this part of the Zodiac. And another piece worth noting is that the, um, the planetary nodes of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto are also in this degree right now, the south nodes of those planets. Um, And so the symbolic representation of core population change, of core issues in our collective evolution being up is represented in the skies right now through the planetary nodes as well. So, you know, having had an eye on the Venus retrograde transit all year, um, my number one prediction, although I'm always loath to make those, would has been some kind of coronavirus spike or variant during this time. And, and that also just makes sense in terms of, you know, the season we're in, the indoor cold and flu season. Um, however, you know, I have definitely noticed within myself throughout this year when people around me or even me sometimes has been like, Oh, maybe it's letting up. I'm always like, just wait to get through Venus retrograde. (laughs) So, you know, I always like to think of Venus as a healing force and perhaps she's coming into the picture to do some cleanup, right? Venus retrograde is often a time when we're reworking through stuff that we thought we'd already been through or left behind or wanted to have left behind. Um, But at this point, we've had almost two years of learning about COVID and a year of learning about vaccines and two years of learning how a global population deals with a global pandemic. We have gotten a lot more clarity clarity about how fucked up so many of our institutions are, healthcare, for example. 
We have a lot of people dealing with burnout in various different ways, especially people in the helping professions, um, parents, I would say probably, you know, a, a lot of people in some way or another, um, even as we have adapted to things. But I think that this Venus retrograde will likely be forcing us to revisit all of these themes in this way. But furthermore, I'd anticipate that this retrograde period coincides with some kind of fundamental reevaluation of our economic systems and our political and social infrastructures. And that's definitely a recurring theme that we see reflected in the Saturn-Uranus square of this year. Um, but there seems to be an emphasis here. And so this is also why I'm putting so much emphasis on using this period to deconstruct your um, conditioning right? Particular, like Capricorn conditioning has so much to do with guilt and shame, which just serve as kind of like blockages to, to forward movement. And so really like digging in there and, and doing healing around those areas that I've been talking about for this whole podcast is really helpful in allowing us as a collective to figure out how to move forward. We can't move forward until we accept where we are, which means we also have to understand where we are. And, you know, taking that all up a notch and, and, and moving the discussion into territory that is very United States centric, we notice that Venus stations retrograde almost exactly conjunct the 27 degree Capricorn Pluto in the chart of the United States. And so, you know, some of you might know that the U.S. is moving into its first Pluto return while also experiencing Saturn coming across its six degree Aquarius south node this year. Uh, so to say that a soul-making process is underway for the nation is probably an understatement. Um, but there is that core question right now. What is at stake for the soul of this country? What is the soul of this country? And how do we fight for it? And uh, do we fight for it? You know, how is our power as a nation going to be sustainable? And how is our power as a nation going to be sustainable if we don't excavate, view, and heal the collective shadow of this country, which is a country that is built on genocide. And this is, you know, the United States Pluto return is also taking place alongside a Neptune opposition, which is making it real hard to discern truth from lies and creating all kinds of weird distortions and deceptions in the way we see ourselves as a country. So, during the retrograde Venus stations December 19th on the United States Pluto, retrogrades back through that 23 degree mark of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And then when she stations at 11 degrees Capricorn, she holds still for a few days, just long enough for Mars to catch up, which happens in mid-February of 2022. So during this time, Mercury will also be retrograding from early Aquarius back to 24 Capricorn. So we get that more emphasis on that degree there. And then once Mars and Venus meet up, they're going to travel together, making an exact conjunction with Pluto, which will be at 27 degrees Capricorn by that point. Um, and then moving on to conjunct the south node of the U.S. before finally separating from each other. I, so, you know, what does it all mean? Uh, to be determined, but it is some really fascinating symbolism. It is some really just like exact conjunctions. And it's always a great opportunity to work with astrology really consciously. And I think that in short, it's a great time 
to remember to consciously call in the cancer polarity. Cancer is the opposite of Capricorn, right? So we can reflect on the nature of our personal imprinting and its emotional implications. We can put more emphasis on rest and gentleness, right? I think this is part of what's happening with the the great resignation. We can focus on healing the wounds caused by societal and parental familial imprinting by first extending unconditional compassion to ourselves and then feeling what needs to be felt there. We can increase our understanding and healing of wounds of rejection. It might be, you know, a time for some deep healing of the greater wounds of the patriarchal experiment in general, but also wounds of the past year specifically. So we might see some of that material ripening in this process and coming up for examination. And by that material, I mean just like delayed emotional reaction to what's happened in the global pandemic. Um, Venus retrograde is often thought of as a very personal thing. And I'm sure there will be elements of that this round, but there is just also a very collective energy to this particular Venus retrograde. And so I think it'll be partly important to keep the bigger picture in mind. We have an opportunity here to participate in the evolution of our relationship with the structures of society itself. And so, you know, at the collective level, it's asking us to revisit the concept of civic responsibility and the understanding of how we're all connected and the ways that our institutions do and do not support that inherent connection. Uh, the U.S. the U.S. in particular is not only involved in a soul-making process right now and coming into right relationship with power, hopefully, but a maturation process as well. You know, other countries have been through Pluto returns twice, three times, uh, but this is our first. So Venus retrograde in Capricorn will underscore how vital it is that we accept where we are and then create new structures that will... Um, see us into a world where all living beings are given what they need to thrive and where our relationship with ourselves and the earth is sustainable and where we treat the body of the earth and our own bodies as sacred and vital. And, you know, the core of that Capricorn archetype has to do with universal law, right? And, and structures that are inherently built for success. And that's not monetary success, right? Um, so dream big, everyone. So that's all for now. Like I said at the beginning, Deconstructing the Myth of Soulmate is a seven-week course that is freaking rad. It will help you to kind of dig into your conditioning about what soulmate means, what soulmate means to you, what relationship means to you. Um, it uses art, it uses personal narrative writing. I share some of my stories in it. It's really great. And then the other thing is that my 2022 year ahead readings packages are available to patrons right now um, who also get discounts and they'll be available to the general public. Uh, December 13th. Uh, what is so great about my year ahead packages? Like, why would you pay for a year ahead reading with me when you can just go to an app and pay like $40 for their year ahead thing? And 
what is specific about readings with me is that it is specific to you. It is a reading for you. It's not just like everyone with Leo rising or everyone with Aries rising. It's based on what I see in your chart in terms of the evolutionary map. So I'm looking at, you know, what your chart says for what your soul is trying to do in this lifetime. And then I'm looking at your personal transits as well as how the collective transits are, are playing into your chart. I'm coming up with themes that are specific to you. I'm coming up with, you know, new moons for you to work with. The packages include a tarot reading. Um, so you can check those out, either astrology or just a standalone tarot reading. That's all going to be at my website, aquarianspirals.com. You can always email me if you have questions about the contents of this episode or anything else that I can help you with. And I just really hope that you take care and, you know, have hopefully a restful and gentle holiday season. Bye, everyone.